Alrighty, folks. This is Porter with the Transacting Value Podcast. If you haven't heard of Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me tell you about it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That means from an app, a desktop, both. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or even Stitcher. And there's plenty more where you can choose from. It's basically all you need to make a podcast all in one place. And Anchor is totally free. So if you're interested and you want to find some value for your values, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alrighty, guys, welcome to our inaugural Survival Dad YT podcast. This particular episode is pretty fundamental. It's basically the introduction. It's what we're all about. You see, Survival Dad YT started off pretty humbly, pretty simply, and it's been evolving ever since. Uh, We've been going for about five months now, making primarily videos on different social media platforms and also using other social media personalities to help complement some of the material. The messages are all positive. I'm Porter, I'm your host, and this is Survival Dad YT. Alrighty, guys, welcome to our first inaugural episode, Survival Dead YT Podcast. Let me back up for a quick second. Guys, first of all, if you haven't seen any of these videos, my name's Porter. I'm your host, and we're talking about communication through distance. What does that mean? Well, distance comes in a few forms, namely emotional, mental, physical, uh, most of which I've, I've come across in my life in various forms. So here's the thing. My son lives long distance from me, uh, give or take about 600 miles. Now, uh, I get to see him uh, as often as I can, but for right now, in the past couple of years, that's been in person about twice a year. We talk on video and social media more often than not. And... Uh, well, about six months ago, uh, it gave me a pretty interesting opportunity. A little bit inside, maybe some of you guys can relate. See, we would talk on the phone, and he would say, ah, I'm watching YouTube. I said, okay, cool, well, how was your day? It was good. <laughs> okay, what'd you do today? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, okay, all right. So initially, I started to realize that One, this was going to be problematic. If I wanted to try to actually teach anything or just have a conversation. And you know how kids go. He's young. He's seven right now. So he wants to play games. He wants to watch videos. He wants to hang out with his friends. I get it. So I decided to start on YouTube. That's really where the YT comes from. Now there's a few other factors that came into this, at least early on in my head. Sort of uh, inspirations, I suppose other than just making videos to get messages across and convey life lessons to my son. July 4th, 2021, episode 4 of the Matt and Ryan podcast. Big shout out, guys. Huge thank you to you guys. Uh, Help me clarify my thought process a little bit and really figure out a little bit more uh, refinement, I guess, which direction this show needed to go. See, here's what happened in that show. I don't know about anybody listening to this, but I I started to realize that 
I didn't have an outlet. Okay, I didn't actually have any real, what I would consider meaningful relationships with people. So here's the backstory, right? I'm active duty now. Uh, I spent most of my time in the infantry. And if you are unfamiliar with that, or if you were unable to listen to that episode of the Matt and Ryan podcast, um, it's a different culture. Okay. It's a different breed of mentality. Sure. There's some toughness and people are stronger, a little bit more resilience, but it's really altogether just a different way of looking at life. Now, the irony is, it's not void of emotion. It's not. Sort of contrary to popular belief, I think, at least popular opinion, it's not. So you've got what you put out there in the public space. Like this, for example. Anybody can hear, anybody can contribute, anybody can have a reply or some sort of opinion about what you're saying and doing, right? It's public. Well, you've got your personal space. See, your personal space, ah, it's a little more intimate, right? People come into it, or you let people into it. Family, maybe some friends, things like that. But you maybe even act differently. Maybe you say some opinions you don't want to put out in public. Uh, maybe a fear of rejection applies, or you're just unsure of how to articulate your thoughts. But then there's interpersonal space. Now, interpersonal space is a bit different, but a little bit more intimate even still. This is where you don't necessarily get judged for your opinions. You don't necessarily have any replies either. You know, maybe you just deep belly laugh with your friends. <laughs> but uh, those moments, those moments are actually where, in my experience, infantrymen stay. See, you can have lasting relationships with people that you never really actually got to know. Or people that you see in public that you don't recognize, even though you spend all sorts of sleepless nights with them. How? How does that happen? I remember there was this one time, uh, if you're familiar with 29 Palms in California, that's where I was. And there were a handful of individuals in the platoon that I just hadn't really gotten to know. I, not because I didn't go out of my way. I just didn't know how to make relationships with people. And I suppose that was sort of a lasting product uh, of my own mindset as I grew up. Maybe you guys can relate a bit, but but it was always more my approach, and I suppose still is to a degree, to keep mental distance between things. Uh, I don't process things very quick as I assess it to be from my peers, right? Uh, but if I can keep distance in between what's processing in my head and what's happening in reality, I suppose, uh, I may come across as a little bit slower, which is fine with me, but it also gives me an opportunity to process at my own pace. So it became habitual, right? Uh, if anybody listening's had something similar, please feel free to leave a comment or send me an email, survivaldeadyt at gmail.com, but we'll get more into all that stuff later. The point is, mental distance for me became a defense mechanism. And yet, there I found myself in the infantry, pretty, pretty cold. Actually, we were laying on the ground in the middle of the desert, we had just finished running and gunning all day, so I was wet and sweaty, and so was everybody else. Crawled into our sleeping bags to try to stay warm. 
but everybody was just amped on adrenaline. Sleep deprivation, stress, poor diet, uh, MREs probably top quality of the batch, at least they were 12 years ago, right? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm laying there looking up at the stars, and I remember having a conversation with this guy, Duffy. Now, in the event Joel Duffy is listening, well, feel free to give me a call. <laughs> My number is still the same. Uh, but either way, we were sitting there talking about the stars. Just looking at them. It was probably the first deep conversation philosophically, metaphysically, existentially, I can remember realistically actually having with somebody else, let alone somebody else that I had only met a few weeks before. You see, we had gone from essentially being in each other's stranger space uh, through neighbors, friends, whatever, basically into each other's interpersonal space, at least mentally, right? It's not like we were sharing a sleeping bag, but at least mentally. And that's where you reside. The funny thing is, if you ask me somebody's birthday, I probably wouldn't know. In the infantry, right? These other guys I served with. You ask me the birthday, I probably wouldn't know. If you ask me the favorite color, I probably wouldn't know what Oh, who knows? Fly. But if I were to run into an, any of them again now, which actually I did, uh, Matt Morris, one of the hosts of the Matt and Ryan podcast, I've known this guy for whoa, almost 12 years now. I could see him again today and pick up a conversation like we just stopped talking yesterday. Sure, we'd have facts to catch up on. But as people, the bond is different. And I think even inside the Marine Corps, um, it goes a bit deeper when it comes to infantrymen. It just sort of has to. You have to rely on each other for things like that. But what I'd found, like I said, was that mental distance helped me to process. What I hadn't realized until a few months ago is that same sort of capability to make mental distance was not only detrimental for the relationship I had with my son, which more at that point was trying to figure out how to do it essentially out of fear of failing as a parent, long distance especially. Uh, but, but I started to get the vibe that he was doing something similar. So communicating through distance is sort of a twofold, what's the word, metaphor, I guess, for survival dad YT. See, Communicating through distance, there's a few different perspectives uh, of, of my own, mostly. Uh, he and I come up with the topics, but the, the perspectives are mine, okay? Um, and what I put in there is a little bit more critical. I don't want to say outside the box. I think that's pretty stereotypical, but a little bit more critical, so I introduced different topics from a few different perspectives, uh, namely mine. And there's a few different other segments I have in my videos as well. And they'll also make appearances here on this podcast. You see, Discussions from Dublin uh, is hosted by a character named Jimmy Mullen. Scott Scotch Stories, hosted by a character named William McClellan. And then Walkabouts, hosted by Jonesy. 
Now, the four of us present different topics, go through different books, uh, and the idea is positive influence in social media. Social media is not a social platform, per se, in this case. Like Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, they all serve their value, but at this point, it's a highway to get to people. That's just a means to an end. That's just the platform. See, as I look at it and think about it, social media is any sort of public discourse. I could put out an ad in a newspaper and somebody could respond to it, and it's just as much social media in this context as it is if I put out a blog, anything online, a video, whatever applies. But the positive impact that social media can have is not understated today. There's a fair amount of educational influence in social media, and there's a fair amount of entertaining influence in social media today. Edutainment, if you will, as an industry, I think more popularly started in the early 90s. If you're familiar with Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank, he had a little bit to do with that. But I like to bring in other social media profiles, uh, characters, presenters, people, their inputs as well. And in my video clips, their videos here on the podcast, their quotes. Now, I'm also going to introduce some interviews where I've got dialogue with some other people as well, uh, talking about varying topics. But how do you communicate from darkness into a position where somebody's sort of in a more well-lit place mentally? Maybe even physically. Geographic distance is a factor too, obviously. But how do you communicate that? Right? What is it like? to communicate from a mindset of depression with people that you feel can't relate? What is it like to try to communicate with somebody who is depressed when you're not, or at least you don't think you are? What's it like to communicate with somebody that has a bipolar disorder? Or if nothing else, a totally false view of reality around them. Right, maybe they need a reality check or just don't realize how they come across, for better or for worse. And then it goes the opposite direction as well. If you're in a position that affords you the opportunity to have the introspection, to realize your own deficiencies, how do you overcome that and develop the courage to explain it to people, to rely on people? See, this is just as much an appreciation for the positive impacts of social media as it is maintaining or raising awareness for mental health, especially with men, especially in the infantry or even formerly in the infantry, as active duty military veterans or reservists. The branch is irrelevant. Even the home country is irrelevant. The fact is, being a male in the infantry in any military branch gets stigmatized. Here's another example. So I talked to a guy this morning, as a matter of fact, and he talked about steely-eyed military service members. Why don't we smile in our pictures in boot camp? Most don't. Most notably in the Marine Corps, we don't. But why not? Maybe it's marketing. Maybe it's for the image, right? But what if it's not? What if it's sort of the introduction to ingraining in case your emotions? E-N case, not I-N case. 
encase your emotions. Now, I get it, right? Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you've got to instigate to educate. And if that's the case, the only way that I realized I had an emotional disconnect with myself, well, was by seeing a picture and understanding that there was a deficiency. My ex-wife told me the same thing. She said, you're getting more distant. I said, no, I'm not. I'm the same person. She said, you're different. I said, I promise I'm not different. We would argue in circles and circles. I didn't know how to communicate to her. And she didn't know how to phrase her concerns for my lack of emotion. And I didn't understand that I even lacked it. So I certainly didn't know how to communicate through that. You see, it's not just with our peers, like in my case with my ex-wife. It's not just with our children, like in my case with my son. But it also goes towards our parents as well. So here's the thing. As parents, we have 18 years in the United States till our children are legally considered adults. All right? Of that, if you take out most of their teenage years, let's call it about five, where they're just not processing what you're saying is often, more maybe from their peers and friends. That's 13 years. Take out the first three-ish, where they don't really understand what you're saying anyways. That's 10 years. That's one decade to get an individual from basics and nothing to be able to survive on their own for the next 70 years, give or take. That's a tall order. No wonder parents don't know what they're doing. I can barely cram any particular thought that I have and convey it to somebody in a few seconds or a few minutes, let alone a lifetime's worth of lessons for survival into 10 years that are going to be good in the future for the next 70. Man, factoring technology today, any number of things, who knows what those 70 years entail. So it's certainly not going to be perfect. But the flip side of this analogy, or in my opinion, the flip side of the truth is, that means we have the next 70 years as children to educate our parents on how good of a job they did. And if you factor out, if you're 18 plus 70, 88, parents likely aren't going to be around. So maybe instead of the next 70 years, it's 40 to 50 years. And what you choose to show your parents in your actions and what you choose to tell your parents in your words to exemplify how good of a job they taught you different values, how to strengthen your character. I don't think that's any less of a tall order on your part either. Because it's probably going to take you, like in my case, the next 15 years, to figure out what exactly it is you're trying to say. And I still don't know how to convey my emotions to people. But I'm a little bit more aware that I'm lacking them. <laughs> I understand that I'm monotone more often than not. I understand that I've got issues and I don't understand fully social cues and different things to that effect. And that's fine because I'm learning too. You see, this entire project has become cathartic for me in a way to manage my own mental health and sort of spiritual toughness and resilience and, and process what's in my head. See, I've been depressed. I've had to deal with different forms 
of an attention deficit. I've had to deal with sleep deprivation, certainly. I've had to deal with other cultures. I've been around the world nearly twice, multiple different languages, barriers especially. I've had to deal with personality conflicts, managerial and otherwise. I had life experience before I enlisted into the military, graduated from college, and sort of lived my life. And I certainly haven't been defined just by the military. I can't just be labeled by any particular party because I don't specifically agree with either. The topics that we're going to discuss aren't just rooted in any particular viewpoint. See, my goal is to be as objective as possible. But in doing so, I can't analyze or psychoanalyze any particular topic and not hit it from as many aspects as I can think of. So, there's a lot of things that I don't fully understand how to convey. Truthfully, this podcast is another opportunity for me to get topics out there. It's not to inflate my ego. It is for an opportunity to communicate with people in a way that they are willing to learn. Possibly. See, I don't know everything. I haven't thought of everything. I certainly don't know how to communicate with everybody. I understand that I've made, uh, I guess you could call them enemies, but I majored in business. So I've had a very difficult time in the last 20 years of my life trying to balance out being a person and increasing personality uh, into my own endeavors, I suppose, or injecting it into my own endeavors uh, with things just being business. See, I started to understand, like one of my drill instructors said, it's not personal, it's business. That I was using that mantra as a defense to where I didn't have to be personable. It didn't matter. I'd scapegoat everything with a defense that it was just business. Just getting through the day, fulfilling a job. And in some cases, that autopilot applies to a lot of people. It took me some time to figure out how to get around it and the benefits to doing it. That is another factor to where this channel and even this podcast is coming from. So, before we get too much further into this initial episode, let's take a second, talk about a few of these people, but I do have some influences that I want to bring up. Now, there's a website called theshopforward.com. They've got this hashtag called Pimp and Joy. Maybe you've heard it on the Bobby Bones show. He talks about it quite a bit as well. Pimp and Joy is now a movement. And the focus is essentially on making people feel better because there's no need to keep bringing people down. As it applies to your character, because you can't always give up material goods. Values still hold value, folks. And in my opinion... If you've got to find a way to convey that, which is natural, and you don't know how to communicate it, also natural, maybe all you got to do is try. Start somewhere and give it a shot. Eventually, smiles catch on. So there's an individual, he's the president of Ainsley's Angels, if you're familiar with them. Support positive social progress. Character development, namely. But how do you communicate that to kids? How do you talk about those topics with your parents? 
So here's the thing, values still hold value, but only so much value as we put into them. There is no intrinsic value in gratitude. You see, if we don't express gratitude and somebody isn't receptive of grateful notions, or doesn't thank yourself for bringing it up, well, it doesn't do any good. Holds no value. Might make you feel better. That's about it, right? Humor? Come on. (laughs) I could think I'm funny all day. But if nobody in the audience laughs, maybe I'm not. Flip side, maybe I'm not to that audience. So, understanding that these character traits, these sort of qualifiers, for example, can have a positive impact, but maybe not right in that specific setting. That's the direction, in my assessment, behind this pimp and joy movement because you can try but if somebody doesn't want to receive it it doesn't matter much that doesn't mean nobody wants to and if it makes you feel better eventually happiness is contagious happiness is not all rainbows i've been in the snow with people that didn't speak english for nights i've gone on long walks with people that said nothing i've gone on short walks with people that never stopped talking and i've certainly spent many nights with people that only spoke English and didn't say anything productive at all. But each one of those experiences gave me an opportunity to broaden my perspective. This is not an advert to join the military by any means. If anything, this is a way to say, well, frankly, mental health is important. Understanding how you come across and take a second to just stop and breathe. Stop, look, listen, and smell. See what's going on in your life. It may surprise you. Everybody's shit stinks. But ironically, everybody likes their own smells. (laughs) You just got to feel it out. It's sort of the same analogy otherwise. Anyway, folks, another organization that has been really sort of prominent uh, in my life here, especially in the last few years, and it's not meant to sound spiritual. It's not meant to sound uh, religious at all, actually. Um, But another organization that's actually worked really well for me in my own sort of assessment uh, is the library. Right. I think uh, churches are meant to give hope. Specific religion doesn't matter as much on a grand scale. But that's for your spirit. Libraries are meant to give hope for your mind. They break bubbles, dismantle domes, give you an opportunity to travel around the world without leaving a chair, speak other languages without meeting anybody, increase extroversion without ever interacting. You learn from other people's experiences, you learn from other people's insights. It gives you an increased mental capacity to just think. And more importantly, it gives you the permission not to stop. You can take it as far as you want, fiction or nonfiction. You can picture things that you've never seen. You can go places you've never been. You can learn about things you may never experience. 
doesn't decrease your credibility on the topic. It gives you the opportunity to experience life. You can do that from a wheelchair, a jail cell, a bus stop, a living room, comfortable bed on the beach in the rain, drinking margaritas or hanging out with friends. Libraries have their own certain spiritual impact, I suppose. But that's also why I bring in different books and the four of us as different characters read from these things. Uh, paragraph sayings, different ideas, different mottos, whatever. But the point being, because values still hold value, understanding that there's different perspectives to require empathy. As we grow up, it's easier to understand and notice. That's the point of this channel, folks. That's the point of this podcast. And I hope you join us next time as we talk about a few more things. Again, this is the introductory video. I really appreciate you guys stopping in to listen. Uh, there's a lot of other topics planned. There's a lot of other videos also online. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, Survival Dad YT. Please check them out, guys. Leave me some comments. Send me a message, survivaldadyt at gmail.com. And again, another quick shout out to my buddies, Matt and Ryan. Check out the Matt and Ryan podcast. They're on Spotify. They're on Apple Music. And now, thanks to Anchor, as it turns out, so am I. Anyway, guys, I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk again next time. Survival Dad YT.